Thanks for tuning in to Therapy and Ish. Podcasting from the therapist perspective. I'm Ariel Williams, a licensed clinical social worker. And I'm Latronette Manor, licensed mental health counselor. Therapy and Ish is not to be used as a substitute for mental health or therapy services. Welcome back. So thank you guys for tuning in. This is session two relationships dating and ish and we're so glad to be back and thank y'all for listening to session one and if you haven't check us out and thank you for participating in our live we really appreciate you guys right and we're gonna try to keep lives coming so um we wanted to make sure we get some yeah talk about relationships (laughs) today with y'all Um, Because we had a really good time talking about it on our live episode. And y'all sent in some really good questions. Also, keep your questions coming. Um, That really helps us know what you all want to hear. And if you're not following us on our social media platforms to hear our lives, make sure you're following at underscore Therapy and Ish on Instagram and Therapy and Ish on Facebook. All right. So... In regards to relationships, we need to talk about like some of the important stuff um, that relationships entail. Yeah, so one of those are is rather communication. How are y'all communicating in y'all relationships? That's a big deal. Right. There's a lot of different ways that we communicate with people and we don't realize that there are actually different communication styles that you have to pay attention to. Um, So I know I talk a lot about communication being important in everything that we do. Communication, 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 right? But there's different communication styles and all communication styles don't mix. Okay. Um, So just, I'm just, I'm not going to go deep on this, but just so you know, the communication styles, it's passive, aggressive, passive, aggressive, Mm -hmm. and assertive. Um, Going deep in detail on that is for a whole different day, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's another episode. And, like, communication is key in building a solid foundation for your relationship. Right. Because the relationship doesn't flow without proper communication. And the communication has to be a primary. um, You have to make sure you're communicating well throughout your relationship, whether it's lasting a couple months to years and years and years. Communication will always be an important factor. Right. So when you think about a successful relationship, communication should be one of those foundation blocks that you add on there. So make sure you understand your communication style and your spouse or this new friend or whomever you're thinking about pursuing a relationship with. Make sure you understand their communication style. And I think also um, when you're communicating, learn about where they came from, why they communicate the way they communicate. And how did, what relationships did they see and communicate about those things because those are some building blocks too of, you know, um, how, how they learn love and different things of that nature. So that's important because that will be key in learning how your partner communicates because maybe, you know, they associate love with spending money. Right. Uh, somebody else and that's like love languages and I know love languages are pretty popular but sometimes <laughs> sometimes they um they 
they really, really matter in relationships. So make sure y'all read into what, how your partner expresses their love, how they communicate their love to you, how you communicate your love to them and make sure it's, it's comparable. I would say it, 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 it's, it goes over well for the both of you. Cause that's going to be key. And if you are a passive aggressive communicator, that can, that can mess a lot of stuff up. That can be tough to deal with. Very tough, but also something to talk about. <laughs> right. Right. And so when you're, um, I think it's important too, to know that your communication and we said it can, it's important to know that it can change because you know, you both, you may have met your partner when y'all were really, really young and in different phases of your life. And maybe you were more outgoing at one point Mm -hmm. and then you growing and you getting kind of older and your vibe is changing and maybe you don't want to be as outgoing or as social you still need to communicate that to your partner because they might not understand what is going on with you and you know different life circumstances can cause us to change so make sure you're talking about those things right because you don't want it to stunt the growth of the relationship right 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 so um, with communication, it comes making sure that you and your significant other, your spouse, are making time for one another, right? So that time that you have with each other is the time that you're communicating um, the most and where you're able to pay attention to the dialogue of your conversation. So make sure that you make time for each other and <clears throat> outside of the bedroom, right? Yeah, don't just... Time is not just having sex, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> You, you got to learn each other. And I think you need to, not I think, you need to actually experience the different situations in life together. So whether that be you're traveling together, you're, um, I don't know, going to museums, just doing different things together, planning um, parties, outings, whatever you feel like can help you learn more about the person. Because sometimes you don't really know your partner until you see them in different situations. Right. Right, so um, take the kids out of the situation. That too, yeah. Um, try not to always have um, couple dates as your go-to. Have just a long time with your partner. Um, make it very intimate. Not When I say intimate, I don't mean sex, right? <laughs> <laughs> but make it an intimate setting. Make it time for both of you guys to just be comfortable, to just have an open conversation with each other about how was your day or what do you like or, you know, anything. That's how you learn each other outside of the, you know, the frustration, the confusion and that life brings. That your relationship should be your your safe space, your sanity. So you build that safe space and that sanity by having that one-on-one alone time with just you and your spouse. And I think, like, in couples therapy, I talk about that. And so... I ask persons, um, couples rather, are they making time for themselves as couples? And a lot of times people don't. So I think that's why it's important for us to be talking about this. Because you're not spending time to know each other as you're growing older or what have you. So you need to say, you know what, this day every month, I understand that everybody's busy, but this day every month we go on a date or every week or every two weeks. And a date does not have to be expensive. I know finances can be 
a concern, even if y'all go to, I'm just throwing something out here, Applebee's and two for 20 or whatever right. you got. Or you can stay at home. Yeah, stay at home. Uno or play play some games or, you know, you can have date night at home <laughs> as long as if you have kids, they're not there or, you know, whomever lives with you just leaves for a few hours for the night. Right. But make sure you can stand the person that you're having sex with. Um because that's important. Like, you need to make sure you know this individual and y'all can do life together, so to speak. So, make sure you're taking time to learn each other as you're experiencing different things in life. Um, because that's important. Because life affects us all and it can affect you as an individual and you in your partnership. So, that's important. We just don't want y'all just having sex. <laughs> Make sure y'all do it, other stuff as a couple. Very true. Um, when you have a long time with, with your significant other, you're able to identify what the other person needs from your relationship. Um, and that, that helps you understand if the relationship is working. And if it's not, what moves do we need to make, right? Um, a point that I want to touch on is the difference between compromise and sacrifice in a relationship. Date night, a long time, might not be everybody's thing. Um, you might have to make it your thing if you're in a relationship with somebody to be alone with them. But it's not always somebody's thing. So understanding that you don't have to sacrifice um, what you feel, what your comfort zone is, but you just have to compromise. And the biggest difference between sacrifice and compromise is finding an alternative way for both of your needs to be met and not for one person mm -hmm. to feel like, they're being overlooked and my needs are being pushed aside. They don't matter. And a lot of people get that confused in relationships. Mm -hmm. You feel like, oh, I can't do this because you're not comfortable with it. No, that's not what that means. That means that we need to find another way for whatever need that is meeting for you. How can we meet that in an alternative way that we both feel comfortable? Um, so making sure you understand that in your relationship, making sure that you want to have an open conversation about that. Because no one wants to be in a relationship and feel like it's n it's never about me. It's never my needs are never important because both needs are right. And also remember, if you are the one in the relationship and you feel like you're doing all the sacrificing, you just sacrifice, sacrifice. You feel like you do a lot for your partner and it's not being reciprocated. That goes back to the communication aspect. Don't be afraid to talk about that because if you harbor those feelings, it turns into resentment. It turns into passive aggressive communication. And that is how sometimes a lot of people get to our chairs <laughs> or our couches because there has been a breakdown of another person's feelings being disregarded, so to speak. And the other partner may not realize that they you know, are, are doing so because it's never been communicated to them properly. So be open about how you feel. And sometimes your partner may not understand it. So one thing I say in couples therapy is, which is important about what you, um, what Latronette said at the beginning about learning your partner's communication style is to make sure you know how to communicate your needs in a way that your partner can understand. And that takes you really, really knowing your partner. And so being able to say it to him or her so they can understand it, so to speak, in their 
love language or their communication style. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're doing that because if you're the one that's you feel like you're sacrificing and it's no compromise, that can lead to a lot of disputes and a lot of anger and resentment and bitterness and y'all don't want that. <laughs> right. And it's um that comes with also understanding your partner. Um like she's like Ariel said, um understanding that when you you guys have a dispute about something and you guys don't agree and you're not on the same page understanding your partner's tone understanding who they are understanding um when the conversation okay now we need to end this conversation and back away or you know there's still some unresolved things here i can sense in your tone so let's talk about it a little bit more deeper like understand your partner to that depth to make sure they feel like they you are make sure they feel they're understood right Um, because everybody communicates differently and they might feel like well I said this and you should have understood what that meant and you might not but if you know your partner you know that it's still something going on there I might not know what it is but it's still something going on there so let's keep talking about this let's dig a little bit deeper and also when you said that that made me think of something else that comes up in couples therapy Y'all, and this is not like a decree, but it's more of advice. Stop having those serious conversations on text message um, because the tones get misunderstood and all of that. And that is so common because we're all on the go all the time. And pick up the phone if you have to pick up the phone. But I'd rather you do that in person. If you got a FaceTime, a Skype, whatever you use, do that. But... Be careful about having those difficult conversations via text message because your tone can be inferred in a totally different way than you meant it to be. And um, it's a lot of error. (laughs) It's a lot of room for miscommunication. And I can't tell you how many people argue via text message. I have serious conversations. And, you know, we all can do better at that. So be aware of that. Um, Try to minimize talking about the conversation, like um, Latrinette just said, know when to say, you know what, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this, you know, when I see you. And another thing I sometimes say in couples therapy, I don't know if you see it, but I say if you need to have a serious conversation and both of y'all can be level-headed, sometimes do it if you need to do it when you go to dinner and you can both be adults and, you know, y'all not going to be cussing each other out. In public, do it then, you know, do it in a safe space for the both of you if there are nerves involved with having that particular conversation. So just be very careful, especially when you're dealing with the feelings of going back to compromise and sacrifice, if you're feeling like you're just being overlooked in a relationship. Right. So with all of that being (laughs) said, Ariel, when do you know that your relationship has run its course? Um, How do you know, like, just, I'm I'm done. He can't hear me. He don't see me. Like, I'm knocking on a brick wall. If y'all watch our live, Latrinette brought up the topic of red flags. And we are going to talk about that some more. But that's when those red flags start coming back out. Because it's a lot of stuff that some people have seen Mm -hmm. that they didn't, you know, they didn't want to address. So then maybe the communication was never there. Or you're just really unhappy because that person is who he or she was. And you're realizing, wow, this person is not changing. Or this person learned love or didn't learn it in a way that's not okay for my lifestyle. Right. And you choose not (laughs) 
to do anything about it. And I think that is that is you ignoring the fact that maybe your relationship has run its course. Right. A lot of times, um, we as humans, because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to stick this on any gender, but we as humans, we go into situations with other people, relationships, situationships, thinking that we can change somebody, mm-hmm. and no one can change that person other than them, right. right? And when you're when you get in a relationship, sometimes you get in these relationships and two, three years down the line, you realize this person is not who you thought they could be. And the biggest mistake there is because you were in a relationship with their potential and there's no guarantees on potential. Right. So um, being aware of that, because most of the time I would say, and I I don't know if there's any statistics on it, (laughs) but I would say, you know, about 65% of relationships end because this person didn't live up to your expectations of who you wanted them to be. When you have to, you have to open your eyes and look at who you really have in front of you, um, because life, you ha- might have a course for your life, but the, your life is gonna go on the course that it's gonna go on, and nobody has the answers to that. So you could say, oh, you have the potential to be this, and yes, that person might have goals to be that, but life might take them on a completely different route. And right. then where are you? Where are you with this relationship? Because mm-hmm. you fell in love and got in a relationship with their potential. So being a, being aware of that and ask yourself, like, do I like this person that I'm that's sitting mm-hmm. right here in front of me, right mm-hmm. here, right now? Right? Um, so that's one of the biggest red flags when you're dating. And also, like, you know, <laughs> and this is not to be critical, but this is just real life. You know, you, you may have gotten with someone and there were red flags, you ignored it, and then children became a part of the the relationship and, you know, y'all y'all have invested time in real life together, but it just is not a good fit. And I think you have to be aware of that and also not be afraid and have the confidence to say, this is not serving either of us because I say this, to clients all the time you can't be a good mother you can't be a good father if the woman or man is not taken care of first and you may think those things don't carry over into how you mother or how you father or whatever other role you choose but it does in certain ways that you might not be aware of and so you need to seriously look over everything and say you know what this is this is too much and I understand that there may be some, um, like you're afraid because you were with this person. Let's say you were with this person for 10 years, two years, however long. And so, you know, I don't want to be single because mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm used to having this person and I used to sleeping with this person and being with this person, but that don't mean nothing y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just don't, it doesn't because you know what you, you can start again it's going to take some work. It might. It's going to be some heartache, but you can get through it because, in essence, you're going through some heartache right now when you're, you're staying with someone right. and it's not a good fit because it's constant conflict. Right. And that's not good for you. It's not good if children are in, involved. It's not good for your partner, whether you feel like you were wrong by them or not. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a different experience than you. 
true. And they have an experience of how you treat them and, and vice versa. So recognize the flag and pay attention to it. The best parent is a happy parent. Right. Right. Um, no one can tell you that kids that didn't grow up in a two-parent household are just doomed for failure. Right. Because right. there's a lot of us out here. Yeah. So um, I think whether you're whether you end up being staying in that relationship or you leave that relationship, the most important thing that your child knows is whether mom or dad is happy. Right. Because they they receive the backlash of however you feel. If you're mm-hmm. not feeling happy, then you backlash on your kids. If you're happy, then you enjoying time with your kids. And a lot of people don't realize that. So you think they don't see the arguing. You think they don't see the things that you're trying to just sweep under the rug. But they see it. Right. And this might be a topic for another episode. But I will say both of us have had the experience of doing um, providing therapy to children. And I really want to drive that point home is that your children see this. And that is how your children, that's how they're learning love. You are showing them their first examples of relationships. So if the relationships are, everybody has a slight degree of dysfunction. But if they are like really dysfunctional and they seeing my mama upset, or my daddy upset, and they fighting and you know, my mama don't be here. You know, they, my mom and daddy can't live in the house all the time together because they breaking up, making up all the time. That's what they're learning. That's what they're learning. And so be aware and be, I say intentional a lot because a lot of people don't live their lives intentionally. Right. But be intentional about the example you're setting for your children. And so that is a big part of, oh, did my relationship run its course? Because am I showing my kids? If kids are involved, am I showing them something better? If I'm by myself, do I want more for myself? Do I want more than being attached to someone that maybe I should have let her or him go? Right. Day or five. Doing a lot of sacrificing. Yeah. And he not meeting. He or she is not meeting me halfway. If there's no reciprocation, then you kind of know what you need to do there. <laughs> right. Absolutely. All right. So, um, a lot of these things we talked about. We talked about a lot of red flags and. A lot of communication and everything starts at the dating phase. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. Um, Y'all should have watched our live, right? (laughs) (laughs) So on the live, I said that you know you overlook a lot of stuff for the sake of having fun when you're Mm -hmm. dating, and then speed fast. Bam, we had two years, and I don't even like you. Right. Right. Because I overlooked all of those red flags. And I thought that, oh, that ain't really who you are. You're going to change. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Now you got a, a a big old human carrying all of these red flags that you overlooked sitting here right in your face. Right. Now what you going to do? So when you're dating, you have to um, pay attention to those red flags. Talk about those red flags. Um, communication is the, is the basis of everything. So you talk about it. Maybe... Maybe it's something that they could potentially change. Maybe it's something that they're not aware of. Or maybe you might have high expectations, you know? And when we're talking about dating on live, (laughs) uh, we keep going back to the live, y'all, because the live was really good. But I said be intentional with your dating and be careful of how it started. So if you... 
you know, because some people, you, you have a breakup with somebody and you was really stuck on one person or it was a traumatic experience in your life that occurred. And so you go and you find the first person that shows you some attention. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know what? He got somebody else or she got somebody else. This person is nice to me. So I'm going to latch on to this person. But like Latrinette said, there were red flags there. There were things there that you may say, you may have said, I want X, Y, Z in a relationship. And this p- person has ABC and nothing near X, Y, Z. But you ignored all of that. And you chose to, just to say, I have somebody. I'm going to continue in this relationship. Be better than that. Be more intentional. Because you know that's not what you wanted. And a lot of people, and I've heard this in, in my therapeutic experience, is that people will say, but he or she is a nice person. You know, they nice. They'll they'll buy me something. They'll take me out to eat. That's good, but that's not real life. It's not real life. And I feel like a, um, sometimes that makes you aware of a lot of self-worth work that yeah. needs to be done. Yeah, Because... Um, not to inf- offend anyone, but if you are holding on to a guy because he or a girl, or a girl yeah. <laughs> because he takes you out on dates and you feel like this is just sent from God, you know, mm-hmm. gotta explore that a little bit deeper. Why do you feel like that shouldn't be a norm for dating? Right, right. right. And just because a person says you says you're pretty or you're handsome and you know they 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 dote on you does not necessarily mean this is supposed to be that and it doesn't mean you're supposed to ignore your red flags and just be honest with yourself why did I start this dating experience and I want to say when we're talking about heartbreaking you like oh I just want to be with somebody there's some self-work that needs to be done Make sure you properly say, you know what? I'm not just looking for love because this other person didn't work out. I'm going to fall in love with myself a little bit first. And you know what? If While I'm doing it, there's somebody that comes along and there were certain things that you want in the partner. Take time to figure out what happened in the breakup Mm -hmm. that, you know what? Maybe I need to look for something different. So take that time to figure that out. And if a new person comes, make sure you're going to have to give on some stuff, but make sure your basics that they can fulfill. And that just is not, he take me out to eat or she take me out to eat. Or, mm-hmm. You know, we can laugh together sometimes because I think we said that on live. You got to do life with this person and you're not always going to like who you're looking at. Right. And I always tell people, do you, are you in love with yourself every day? Sometimes that takes work. Right. So it's going to take work for you to look at this other person across from you mm-hmm. and want to be with them every day. So make right. sure the, it starts off properly in the dating phase. The red flags, they don't go away. They get bigger. Mm-hmm. They get bigger. Because as life happens, them red flags keep blaring. And, you know, that can just, it can go down a deep hole. <laughs> Very true. Uh, make sure you have realistic um, standards oh, yes. oh, yeah. for yourself and for others. Um, sometimes when you get out of a relationship and it didn't go as, as you expected, your standards can be heightened and be very mm-hmm. unrealistic. Or you could downplay your standards. Um, but just be aware of what you're worth and then being realistic with yourself about what, you, um, what you've set as your standards. 
Yeah, and I guess that's a good segue into if your standard is I want a girlfriend, I want a boyfriend, don't fall into the situationship trap. (laughs) And I'm saying a trap because if that's not what you want, it's a trap. And so you have people out here that they just are dating and they're not looking for a relationship. And when I say dating, dating may include, you know, they want to hang out with you. They might even want to like travel with you. They want to have sex or what have you, but they don't want you to call them their boyfriend or they don't want you to be their girlfriend, what have you. They don't want you cuffing. Yeah. yeah. And it's <laughs> cuffing season. So they don't want you cuffing. And, but be careful because some people might want you to play the role as a girlfriend or play the role as a boyfriend, mm-hmm. but they don't want that title put to it. So if you know you want the relationship, speak up for yourself and say that. And if... Have the confidence. I think I talked about confidence in the last episode. That if that's you don't want the situationship, well, you don't have to have it. Exit stage left and go about your business. Because it's, it's somebody, whether it takes, I don't know how long it will take. That's, you know, your journey is your own. But mm-hmm. you can meet someone that can come close to your requirements as far as, okay, they looking for a relationship too. And be gentle with yourself throughout your dating process. From what I hear, dating out here is hard. (laughs) (laughs) But just be gentle with yourself. Um, Because you can run into a lot of stuff. And, you know, in this day and age, everybody's trying to be somebody they not. Right. So just be aware of yourself. Because dating can bring on a lot of different um, mental health issues, right? anxiety, your anger, your depression. Um, So just be aware of that. Be gentle with yourself. Understand that um, there's only one person you can control in a situation, and that's you. And make sure you date intentionally. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that will help your process. What I will say from my experience with a lot of my clients is once once you start doing that work on self, um, understanding what you're worth, believing that you are worthy of that, and being okay with just being with you, mm-hmm. you bring about all kinds of bright people. Right. Because <laughs> I was going to say that a lot of the work I've, I do in practice is with persons who have their dating, ex- they're letting their dating experience or their relationship failures affect their self worth. And their mental health in the worst, worst way. And get out of that. Get out of that mindset. Because your relationship failing is not necessarily something that should end your life. And a lot of people fall into a really deep, dark hole. Even in their dating experience. I can't find nobody. I can't find nobody. So my first thing is that I always say, let's start with you. What are areas where you feel like there are goals you want to achieve for yourself that we can we can discuss or we can help you create a plan for? So start the self-work. And sometimes when you're doing that self-work, people come. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't, you're a better person. You're okay with it. Yeah, you're okay with it. You've made peace with if somebody is supposed to be here, they're going to be here. Right. And it's going to be the right person. And it's going to feel a lot, a little bit easier. Because that's what I want to say is that so many people have not experienced love in the right way. So they accept just anything. anything. And 
y'all got to get out of that. Because, like you, um, Latrina just said about, you know, just because somebody taking you out to eat and stuff like that. Stuff like that should be a part of your... Dating experience. Yeah, it Every should be. <laughs> and, you know, somebody cooking for you. That's a part of a dating experience. And so learn to... Set your individual standards. And when I say standards, I don't mean y'all saying, <laughs> oh, yeah, he got to make a million dollars. or she, she better cook every day, three meals a week. That's not what I'm saying. But have some more standards and requirements for yourself for how this person should treat me. And don't be impressed by the basics. Like, the, the, the basics are good and they're great. And a person should do these things in love for you. But also make sure, I think it's a, it's a quote on Instagram. It's like, I want more people to know, uh, women rather. But, you know, you want more women to experience love that's not traumatic uh, struggle. Yeah. Yes. Well, love that doesn't require for me to be dragged through the mud. Right, right. Because that's just not normal. You don't have to, it, you don't, your love is not proven because you stayed with somebody because they cheated on you 50 times. And so it's like, you know, get out of that. Get out of that. Your love is not proven and not to knock anybody. But if, you know, this person has a lot of children and you feel like that don't work, that does not work for your financial situation, that's a choice you can make. It don't make. even have to be financial situation. If that just doesn't work True. for you True. for whatever reason, True. that's okay. Yeah. You, you're allowed to say, <laughs> I don't want to date. Because people kind of shun people. I heard that in practice too. People, people are like, well, I have to date somebody with kids because of my age. And I'm like, hmm, not necessarily. You're allowed to say, I don't want that in my life. Or you're allowed to say, you know, I don't want somebody that is, you know. Already has their family developed. Right. <laughs> or, you know, there are different circumstances that work for different people. Right. You know, some people can tolerate different things. But learn what you can tolerate. Learn yourself. And don't be afraid to advocate for that and be, you know, if you can sacrifice on some regard or compromise rather, if you can compromise on some things, learn what you can compromise on. Cause sometimes we, we, but sometimes, cause I don't want to specify a gender, but sometimes people can be nitpicky. So learn if you're being nitpicky or you're being, um, self-conscious about what is, what is going to make you happy in the long run. All right. So I think the biggest the biggest takeaway that I want you guys to take away from um, what we're trying to say about dating is making sure you do the work on self. Mm -hmm. Making sure you know who you are, what you're worth, what you want, so what your standards are, so that when you are dating, you can be intentional. Right, and once you, right. once you do all of that and you're intentional in your dating, you don't have to... Um, I won't say you won't have to, but the likelihood that you're going to be let down a lot is very slim because you know from first date or first interaction that this is not what I want for me and my life. Right. And in addition to what Lachardette just said, I everything, and then, like she said, be intentional and talk about all of this stuff day one. Mm -hmm. Talk about if he or she wants to marry you. Talk about if he or she wants kids or if they already have kids are they open to having more kids because <laughs> I see that in practice a lot talk about those basic things learn who they mama daddy all that learn about all of those things so you can make an informed and intentional decision about is this person worth me starting this journey with 
So be intentional. We've said that a lot, but be very intentional. Take the the rose-colored glasses off. (laughs) The red flags will always be red flags. So if you met him or her and, you know, this person had this situation going on with, with, you know, kids or no job or whatever, those things don't really go away. The job part might, but maybe they don't have good work junk. Right. And also, make sure you um, pay attention to the person's attachment style. Yeah. Um, Because sometimes the attachment style not only tells you what, if you really want to deal with this person, but it also tells you some if this person has some unresolved past that stuff that they they need to you know figure out for themselves, um, and that also helps you identify why is this relationship forming. So why do I want to be with this person? Yeah, trauma bond. Make sure. Right. Do I want to be with this person mm-hmm. just because I'm hurt by my last breakup? Do I want to be with this person because? oh, you've experienced the same childhood trauma as me and I want to help you make it out of that. Right. Like, identify why the relationship is forming and make sure that it's for a healthy reason and it's for the people that you guys are looking at right now, not because of any trauma or any any other outside reasons other than you guys as a unit. Do your work. And I think if you want more help doing your work, we're both available. (laughs) We are available. Um, we're both on psychology today. Excuse me. So I'm under Ariel Williams. I'm under Latronet Manor. And so you can look us up, find us, send us a message. Our, um, I'm in the St. Petersburg area, Pinellas County. I'm in Brandon, Hillsborough County. So if you don't want to go on psychology today, send us a message. <laughs> Um, DM us, email us, therapyandish at gmail.com. The Instagram is underscore therapy and ish. And Facebook is therapy written out and A-N-D. Both of them are written out um, and ish. So you can message us, get in contact with us, make sure you're following us. Um, But we can't offer the therapeutic services to you. Um, And therapy and ish is not a therapy service. Therapy and ish is just a podcast to provide you information about different right. therapeutic issues. Right. So if you message us asking for therapy, we're going to direct you to either of us, depending on your location. So just just know that. Um, and if you have any questions about anything we talked about today, um, relationships, dating, and all that type of stuff can be can go real deep. You're right. We tried to take it easy on you guys today. We didn't want you sitting here listening to us for hours. But if you have any questions or anything you feel like we didn't address, make sure you reach out to us on one of those platforms that Ariel just mentioned. And we will definitely answer the question either via that message or on one of our lives. But we will always respond to you right away. Right. So we try to be interactive on social media. So check us out, y'all. And make sure you give us some stars. Right. Subscribe. Leave comments. Let us know what y'all want to talk about. And follow us (laughs) on Instagram, please. All right. I think we're good. All right, y'all. Be well.